0: Good morning, good morning, good morning Happy Wednesday, Brendan Courtney here In your ear I just made that rhyme Oh, I have to stop that rhyming game uh, Text 51551 Now, isn't it weird, like, it's Wednesday And tomorrow's Thursday and then it's Friday Like, it's all, we're already nearly there, lads Keep going, we got this Now, are you out On your morning walk? Am I in your ear? Are you thinking about going out on your walk? Well, let us inspire you to get up and get out. Uh, A study shows that walking a minimum of 4,000 steps a day significantly reduces your risk of early death. That's what the study says. Sounds quite harsh. Uh, but I would have always thought, you know, you come in and about your, your smartwatch tells you about 8,000. And it was believed anything below 5,000 steps a day was considered a sedentary lifestyle. But according to the study, no, just 4,000 steps a day will significantly reduce your risk of early death. And I think if you make a little, <clears throat> excuse me, if you make a little deal with yourself... And go out for the 4,000 steps. So you'll probably, you'll be enjoying the show so much, you'll probably just keep going. Uh, so in, in fact, adding just 500 steps is associated with a 7%. It's very specific, isn't it? A 7% reduction in dying. And they keep using that word, which is a bit harsh here, in, in dying, not risk, from, but dying from cardiovascular disease. So getting up and out, as we know, is very, very good for your health. We know that. But just a minimum of 4,000 steps. So I think that's kind of good. I have a little deal I do it myself if I'm tired and I don't want to go for a run. Um, I just say, just 10 minutes. Just go to the park for the dog, do 10 minutes and you'll always do at least 20. So start there. Give yourself, lower the bar and you'll get up and out. Uh, and it made me think I have actually been to this place there in Ikaria in Greece and when I was there I noticed, I actually noticed a significantly higher amount of older Locals, and I discovered that Ikaria in Greece is one of the five G- National Geographic Blue Zones. They're called, and a Blue Zone identified by the National Geographic, so all very real and true, is an area in the world that has is home to more per capita more centenarians than anywhere else. And the centenarian is a person, in case you didn't know, who lives p- past a hundred. So these five areas in the world have people have more people living past 100 because of their lifestyles in these areas. And the one thing that they all share, so there's Ikaria, Greece, Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, uh, Loma Linda, California and Costa Rica, those five areas. And one of the things that they share is that they're hilly. So people are passively w- exercising, going to the shops or up and down. And my sister lives on a hill in Wicklow. I'm going to start using that hill. I live longer. There you go. Now, if you are out on your walk and we're in your ear Uh, another study another study done by a Matthew Brody neuroscientist and engineer at the University of New South Wales he noticed uh, that about 80% of people and this is anecdotal from him uh, both younger and older had their heads down texting when they were out walking and this concerned him greatly so he decided to conduct a study so he got 50, recruited 50 students and invited them to walk on an engineered floor with moving tiles to stimulate a sort of slipping hazard. And the results showed that texting caused them to slow down, tilt forward and left them off balance and they were at much greater risk of slipping. So much like driving, now it seems, texting while walking is down. And I have to say, I click my fingers. Head up, head up, head up if someone's coming towards me with texting on the phone because I would never do it. Ever. Liar. Of course they do. We all do it. Researchers suggest that phones could implement locking technology. I would actually like that on my phone. Because, you know, the the, the urge to constantly check the phone. Implement locking technology. Similar to that used when we're driving. Uh, you know, the way you can't use your smart screen if you have a sort of a relatively new car. They have smart screens that lock so you can't get in. Um, and the technology can detect walking activity and activate the screen, blocking you from texting. And I think we need that. I think that's a very good idea. Because... I actually, I've said this before, I, I did a, a revolutionary thing about two years ago, having read a, a, a book. Um, I, I saw that documentary about the dangers of, of social media, et cetera, et cetera. And I just deactivated all my notifications on my phone. So I get, and I turned off my, my, the ringtone. Only, actually, I put the ringtone on when mom's in hospital in case I need to take a call from that. So I put it on specifically for things, but I, I don't allow my phone as best I can to distract me. Because I'm just an all-around brilliant guy, really. Okay, now imagine, imagine being an artist so obsessed with Pedro Pascal. You're know, the actor, Pedro Pascal. He was in Game of Thrones. He's been in a few other biggies as well. And uh, he was in Narcos and Mandalorian. Uh, I was just talking about him upstairs. Pedro Pascal, handsome. Obviously, I think he's Puerto Rican. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, he, he's been bubbling under and he's just sort of grabbed attention. Uh, people are really there's a meme of a meeting a cheese sandwich which has gone viral don't ask me I don't understand but he just seems to be kind of sound he just seems to be not taking himself too seriously and he's apparently he's. and somebody else mentioned to me that he's just really solid and good in everything he does and he's kind of hot and cute and everybody thinks he's great Imagine being an artist so obsessed with this guy, Pedro Pascal. So obsessed that you theme your exhibition and you're in all the creation you've done for your new ex- brand new exhibition in Margate, in a, lovely, in a lovely little gallery, is all things Pedro Pascal. And then he turns up to the exhibition. How amazing. But get this, and then he can't get in. <laughs> You'd be raging. Artist Heidi Gentleborough, 45, opened her show, ADHD, Hyperfixation and Why It Looks Like I Love Pedro Pascal in Margate. And uh, Heidi sadly wasn't there to meet Pascal, who was brought to the opening by his friend, the actor uh, Russell Tovey, um, dragged him along and didn't didn't sort of tell anybody he'd be coming. So they just wanted to go along and have a look. But they they showed up on a Sunday, <laughs> and it was closed. They couldn't get in. And how she found out was uh, while they walked up to the door, uh, their their friend that was with them, a guy called Robert, took a picture of Russell and Pedro outside the closed exhibition, posted on Instagram said, oh, well, 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 sorry, we, we came, but you weren't there, so we couldn't get in. Um, she said, uh, so many lovely people messaged me in the last couple of days. I completely understand why they didn't tell anybody they were going to my exhibition. They wanted their privacy. She, she's very polite, but look, she's getting the publicity out of it anyway, so fair play to her. Pedro Pascal came to my exhibition and couldn't get in. That could be her next piece of work. And speaking of pieces of work, <laughs> Cardi B, as you know, you may not know, but it's it's a it's a very interesting story. I'm going to use the word interesting. I'm not going to say it's good, bad or indifferent. She hurled uh, a microphone at a, a fan in the audience in Vegas last week. You may have seen it. Basically, there's a spate of... We're not going to call it a trend. We don't want it to stick. But there seems to be people just hurling things up at celebrities on stages. Whatever. Uh, Pink got handed her some woman's ashes and it was all very strange. Anyway, uh, The story goes, Cardi B was on stage singing and a a, a very excited fan threw a beer, what looked like a beer. We don't know what it was. It was an unknown flying liquid. And Cardi B immediately reacted and lashed her out of it with the microphone and hit her. Anyway, charges were dropped, blah, blah, blah. But very cleverly, Scott Fisher, whose company, The Wave, provided the audio spore for the show. I love to see soundies getting a little look in here. Decided for charity to uh, put the said, the uh, afflicting microphone up on uh, eBay and it starts. the first bidder he put it up for $500 the first bidder put it up uh, offered 11700 and wait you hear this it actually sold for $99,900 on eBay <laughs> now just to just to put your tea down don't fall over don't be texting while you're walking uh, just to say it was it's going to charity but here's the twist in the tale he says he wouldn't be surprised if uh, he wouldn't be surprised if the, the buyer has not contacted them about their winning bid and he's sceptical that they ever will. And he quoted, I wouldn't be surprised at all if somebody would think it was just funny to brag to their friends that they were the higher bidder, never having any intention of buying the mic. People are gas, aren't they? Anyway, it's, it's sold 99,900. I mean, that's just shocking, but it is for charity. So uh, let's just, you know, be positive about it. OK, I I a friend of mine sent me a lovely uh Reminder yesterday that today, August 9th, would have been Whitney Houston's 60th birthday. Can you believe that? She was only 48 when she died in 2012. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised at that. So I had to dive in and have a little little bit of research. Oh, Whitney and my lovely friend Michelle, Michelle Beatty, reminded me that um, about 20 of us went to the Three Arena in April, uh, to be specific, April 17th. 2011 to see Whitney on her last tour we were all seated in the row we were just so excited who would know that like within the next 11 months she would be dead it was was really sad actually wasn't it we were reminded as well that Whitney took the ferry to Ireland remember because the ash cloud from Iceland prevented her from flying so all of them were on the Irish ferry which we all love the idea of Whitney sitting in the bar on the Irish ferry it's very cute Um, and and there had been a car crash before the show. It, it, so it was all a bit... The whole thing was a bit bizarre. And what we did remember about the concert was it, it, she wasn't in her finest and there was a lot of criticism coming towards uh Whitney at the time. She was going through whatever. But we loved her. I loved her. I was a big fan. And uh she gave out to the audience for singing along during the concert, which was a bit strange. And she sort of berated the audience. Stop singing along. And then she... This woman went... Went seemed to obviously get up from the front row to go to maybe the, the bathroom or something, I don't know. But she left her sort of teenage daughter. And when she came back, Whitney chastised her from the stage and was like, don't be leaving her on her own. It's not safe. And then Whitney went off the stage and came back on with a plastic bag full of merch for the kid. It was all a bit strange. But what I do remember really well, and I loved it, she couldn't hit the high note in I Will Always Love You and the audience sang it for her. And it was really very moving. It was actually... Gorgeous. Um, And it's an opportunity to sort of mention that The Bodyguard uh, is coming to the Borgosh Energy in Dublin in September 18th to 23rd. And we were diving into Whitney's music. Did you know The Bodyguard is the best-selling soundtrack album of all time? Did you know that? And it's the best-selling album by a woman in music history. Did you know that? Just behind behind ACDC. It's number three, sorry, for best-selling album for a woman in music history, just behind ACDC and Michael Jackson. How amazing. And also, like, when you look at the list, Whitney's Bodyguard is the best-selling female album of all time. Second, Shania Twain. Did you know that? a bit surprised by that. Alanis Morissette is third, above Celine Dion and Adele. How interesting. Now, I do think it's changed a bit, hasn't it, how people consume music. But hey, that's nice to give Whitney that accolade. Madonna of course, is the biggest selling female album of all time with 300 million albums. So, forget about female, excuse me, Madonna's biggest female album. I just want to say that just as a Madonna fan. Okay, so, uh, when it comes to Whitney's music, right, I fell down a Whitney wormhole last night and um, I absolutely would urge you, we put on the Spotify list actually last night and you know the way it just continues to play Whitney songs and we're like, oh, this one, oh, no, 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 this one. So I challenge you to sit down and enjoy a bit of Whitney, but let me inspire you, like what to play. Would you maybe play, I suppose, her first, first big, big hit that song that song brings me back and that's what I love about music that's 1987 I did my Leaving Cert in 1988 it's one of those songs we're saying you know between the ages sort of 14 and 17 I know the lyric of every pop song that was one of my favourite pop songs and you can hear the quality of her voice and everything and that it's a fun uplifting belter but speaking of belters uh, you could warm up those pi- the pipes if you go for something like this Stay. reminded of the bodyguard. There was six singles from that album I, there's another couple of them, the Belters, on that album. And actually, <laughs> I've just remembered how I know all the words to them. There was a cassette in my friend's house and it was beside their sunbed. And when I used to use the sunbed in the 80s, I'd listen to the Bodyguard on loop because it was the only cassette we had. So that's, I just remembered that. Sunbeds are bad. <laughs> I don't use sunbeds anymore, just to say. Uh, be careful. Always wear a factor 50. Oh, how did I fall in there? Sorry about that. Um, for me, though, and I did a lot of research for you. Uh, I listened to loads of Whitney songs last night, and I was like, the one that really takes me back to a gorgeous place and makes me want to dance around the booth in here is this. Here's Whitney Houston, so emotional. emotional. Happy heavenly birthday. Whitney Houston would have been 60 today. I got some lovely texts in here. I did my leaving in 1989. Thanks for the 80s memories, Brendan, Louise and Mayo. You're more than welcome. I did my leaving yeah, in 88. I was only 14. I was very bright. Joking. Uh, Brendan, did you know that the 10,000 steps a day idea was originally suggested by a Japanese firm who manufactured pedometers? I did not know that. Thank you. That, and it goes on to tell us that it's from the Japanese character for ten thousand, which looks like a little running man. How fascinating is it? Fascinating. Is that interesting? Yes, it is. Okay, let's take a little break. you have got a lovely text in here. Um, Uh, (laughs) speaking of celebrities who've passed on uh, Brendan lovely to hear you Uh, did you know that DJ Casper the inventor of the Cha Cha Slide died yesterday oh that's sad but uh, I've never heard of it a feature of all teenage discos in the early uh, noughties used to play it every day for kids in summer camp thanks Grace Lawler Uh, can we have a little listen to it Cha Cha Slide To the left Oh, I can see the kids Last loving that. To to the right it's called uh, to the, the Cha-Cha by DJ Casper. Okay, let's right take foot, an actual track. Stop. There's enough of that. <laughs> Here we go with There She Goes, The Last. Nice one. Wednesday. Um I got a correction in. Thank you. Jim McElroy just texted in to say Pedro Pascal is Chilean. He's not Puerto Rican. That was Eilish, the producer's fault. She told me he was Chilean. I said he was Puerto Rican all along. So I'm Jim, I agree with you. Thank you so much. Eilish, back at the back of the room now. Okay, hey Brendan. Denise Mullins. <laughs> Oh, why I ought to... Hi Brendan, I remember you loving Whitney when you were my energetic aerobics instructor in Tel in the 90s. I was, in fact, a lycra-clad aerobics instructor in the 90s. Anyway, sport turned its back on me. I had no chance but to dance. Uh, it's, uh, it's not right, but it's okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you spun that one. Always reminds me of those days. Denise, lovely to hear from you. Thanks so much. Um, oh, there she goes. The last, there she goes. Reminds me, Brendan, of uh, Phelan 91. Oh, indeed. Good times, good times. Let's- I will see you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Thanks so much for listening.